0: Right, welcome back to Injury Time Brawl Podcast, episode 51 now, and it's just me in the episode this week. I did do a bit of research though, and seemingly solo content can still do pretty well on the internet, so I'll hold down the fort as best I can for a quick Newcastle takeover special. Uh, The other three boys are missing this week, so before we get into the football, I'll give you a quick update on their current situation. I let the listeners know a few weeks ago about a resident goalkeeper, Scotty. He found himself in a bit of hot water, as some of the Newcastle players' laundry has been going missing. Uh, And I also let the listeners know that his goalkeeper gloves were actually found at the scene of the crime. Uh, So he's been laying low since then, but the story has got even worse as his dad's gardening gloves have also been found at the scene of the crime as well. So it seems as always dad's got sticky fingers as well as green fingers. Uh, When there is updates on that, we will let you know uh, in due time. Another podcaster, Mellors, is also missing this week too. Um, he's actually got a new job as a farmhand he says he's enjoying it but he's a little pissed off that he's having to use his whole body on the job since it was just advertised as a farmhand he said he wanted his other hand free for something else we can't get into what he wanted to use that for but we'll move on lastly onto fish he's also missing this week uh bad news coming from him apparently his mum's turned the wi-fi off again because he was looking at all sorts of internet, so he's not able to join this week so it's just me and enough on them, we'll get straight into the football. We've just come to the end of the international break now and we've said so many times before how much we hate the international break. There's only one type of break we hate more than the international one and that is actually heartbreak. Uh, so instead of any international nonsense, we've got a Newcastle takeover special this episode. We'll take a look at which transfers you could bring in, which players they'd be looking to move on and try to build a realistic squad of players that could challenge for a European spot. I think with all the money they've got, they'll obviously be looking at challenging for the league long term, but a good short term target for them should be to establish themselves as a European team. Steve Bruce has obviously continued as manager for this Spurs game at least, and hopefully by the time this is edited, he's still in the job, purely so my predictions aren't proved wrong straight away for who should succeed him. Uh, I think it's fair to say that Bruce will be gone reasonably soon though. I think it was a 96% disapproval rate amongst Newcastle fans. Uh, in terms of the betting odds for the new manager, Frank Lampard... Uh, is actually number one favorite, eleven to four on the betting odds. Now I'm a huge Chelsea fan, huge Lampard fan. Uh, absolutely love him, but I I don't fancy him for this job. Um, as much as I love him, I just think they they want someone with experience to go and save him from relegation first and foremost, but also someone who has solid experience taking them forward. Looking at Brendan Rodgers' name there, 9-1, to one, he's the perfect guy to go in, in my opinion. Whether you're going to get him, I don't know. Gerard is also 9-1, to one, a little bit similar to Lampard. I also don't know if he would leave Rangers, another one of my teams. Um, other names on the list, Antonio Conte, 12-1, to one, would he go there? I'm not so sure. Eddie Howe, 20-1, to one, I don't think that's a terrible shout for that one. Um, I think they're probably going to be looking at someone who's going to take them somewhere quickly in the short term. Um. Again, is Eddie how the man that saves you from relegation, who knows? Graham Potter, I think he'd be a brilliant, brilliant uh, appointment. Where does get him? Rafa Benitez, could he go back thirty-three to one? Um, possibly, possibly a few mad ones in there. Gareth Southgate forty-one. I'm sure that won't happen. For me, though, the man I would choose is ex-Dortmund manager Lucien Favre. He's now ten to one in the betting odds. Um, uh, did an all-right job with Dortmund. Not not amazing, not terrible, did win the German Cup with them, I believe. I think what he would do would be a manager that would go in and get them playing good football. Also, if he's backed by um, the club in the transfer market, that would obviously help. But I think he's a good guy to go in and get them playing good football, get the fans back on side, feel good atmosphere and probably in two years, you're going to look to upgrade him as well as a lot of the playing staff. So, for me, he's the man that I would pick. Now, there's no chance Newcastle will spend 400 million in one window and get a team that can challenge for the top four. But I reckon the target for next season will probably be Europe once they've had a couple of windows, you know, the the, the winter one in January and then a good pre-season next summer. Um, I'll go through the Newcastle team and let you guys know who I would keep and who I would let go. And there will be a heavy turnaround here, i warn you now, okay? So there's been contrasting reports on how much money Newcastle will actually be able to spend. Some I've seen as high as 190 million, some as low as 50 million. Um, only time will tell, so I've split the difference. i give myself a budget of 100 million. But crucially, any players I sell can also add to my budget. So there's a lot of players heading out the door so I can get a higher budget. Um, I'm using Transfer Mart, um for the current player values on the website. It's not always spot on, there's some that are a wee bit rogue, um, but we'll use that anyway. We've built a squad of roughly 23 players, roughly 2 players position, 3 goalkeepers, but if we've got some cash left over, I might edit add extra options in certain positions. You know, never have a bad thing to have three strikers or something like that. So we'll see how we get on. Uh, I've also tried not to stick to a certain formation, but maybe chosen players that I think would suit an attacking style of football. So possibly 4-3-3, four, 4-2-3-1, three, three, four, maybe even three at the back, you know. Nothing too rigid. Players and different different options for different positions. Um, so onto the current Newcastle squad, I'll admit I don't watch Newcastle too often. There's probably a good reason for that. Uh, so, if you do think I'm wrong about certain players, let me know in the comments or on our Instagram um, at Injury Time Broad Podcast. So, we'll start with goalkeepers. Now, um youngster called Jake Turner, 22 years old, valued at 90 grand on transfer mark. I don't really see the point of getting rid of him. I think he's on loan just now, actually. So, having him around as a fourth choice goalkeeper possibly isn't the worst thing. 90 grand, we might as well keep him. Um... I think his third choice, Mark Gillespie, 29-year-old, 360 grand No, Absolutely nothing about him, but not much point in getting rid of a third choice to bring in another third choice, so I'm going to stick with those two. Uh, another goalkeeper that I will stick with is Carl Darlow, 31 years old, 2.7 million. I think he's he's done pretty well in the league in the last few seasons, although he's maybe not had as much game time, but I think when he has been called, a one pretty solid, and 2.7 million for Someone better experience, I don't think that's too bad. Now, first player I've let go in the goalkeeping position is Martin Dubravka, 32 years old and 4.5 million he's worth. I think I'm pretty much basing it off the shocker he had against Spain at the Euros in the summer and getting 4.5 million for a 32 year old. I'm pretty happy to cash out on that one. And also cashing out on Freddie Whitman, just 24 years old, and I know he has done really well this season, but 9 million we could get for him. I wanted to bring in a solid goalkeeper as you found it later, and 9 million was a lot for someone who hasn't got that much experience. I might be wrong with that one. Maybe he could turn it to be an amazing goalkeeper for Newcastle. But uh, he's in the bin for me, 9 million in the bank. Uh, We'll move to left backs. Jamal Lewis, 23 years old, 10.8 million. Could have a big future at Newcastle. I have kept him. Uh, Paul Dummett, 30 years old, 2.7 million. Get in the bank, Paul. You're away, gone. Same with Matt Ritchie, 32 years old, 2.7 million. Being there too long, give me that 5.4 million for those two happy days, get rid of them. Right backs, Emil Kraft and Mankilo, both 27 years of age, and they've they've both gone. Mankilo played for Sunderland, we can't have any of that rivalry messing around here, he is gone. Emil Kraft, as much as you need a Swedish man in your teams, I feel any successful team needs a Swede, he was also gone, 3.15 million also in the bank. So that leaves us with no right backs, but um, there will be plenty of movement in that position. On to the centre backs now, and... A lot more movement again, Captain Jamal Lascelles, twenty seven years old, eleven point seven million. We have kept him. We don't want to be bidding our captain. He's still got some time ahead of him, and uh, you need you need a core in there that, that know the club. So he's there. The other three centre backs have all gone. Twenty nine year old Shaw for eight point one million. I don't think he's a bad player at all, but eight point one million. I was struggling for cash towards the end. I'll be honest. So I had to cash in on Shaw. Eight point one million gone. Uh, And more than happy to get rid of Fernandez and Kieran Clark, both 32 years of age and both sold for 2.7 million. They're gone, 5.4 million in the bank for those two as well. Uh, Central midfielders now, Isaac Hayden, 26 years old, I've sold him for 9 million. That might be a mistake. I can't say I've watched Hayden played on too many occasions, but uh, he's one of those players that goes under the radar. So for 9 million, we definitely cashed on him. Joe Willock, 22 years old, 19.8 million, he's staying around. He's brilliant, and we've kept the Longstaff brothers as well. Um, Sean, the older one, for thirteen point five million. Matty, the younger one, who's on loan at Aberdeen for four point five. We've got to keep, uh, keep those those joy the boys in. Uh, John Joe Shelby, twenty nine years old, eleven point seven million. You're never getting that for Shelby, but uh, I had so I had to cash out. Eleven point seven is in the bank. Twenty nine year old, also twenty nine years old. Jeff Hendrick, he's also gone for eight point one million. Pretty happy with that. What's that? Just under twenty million for those two. That goes a long way. Wingers, uh, four at the club at the moment, Um, I've put Almer on in the winger category, he can be central but out wide as well, we've kept him, 27 years old, 15.7 million, we've also kept the main man, Saint-Maximin, you've got to be keeping him, 24 years old, 27 million, how good could he get, amazing. Um, My fellow Scotsman, Ryan Fraser, 27 years old, he's gone, 9 million pound in the bank, I really don't know what he's done for Newcastle. I'm not the biggest fan of him at all, so he is gone. And Jacob Murphy, 26 years old, 4.5 million. He is also gone. Even more turnaround in the striker department. Callum Wilson, 29 years of age, 19.8 million. Now, I was tempted to get rid of him. Um, He's not always fit. That's a lot of money, just under 20 million. He's 29 now, but you need goals and he brings goals, so I have kept him. One man who's gone now is Joelinton, 25 million and 15.3 million. So, what's that, roughly a £25 million loss for Newcastle there? I think it was £40 million they signed him from from Hoffenheim. Um, but I had to let him go. I can't have him in, in my team, unfortunately. And the last player I've let go is Dwight Gale, 32 years old. 3600000 million. Didn't think that was the worst deal, so he is also gone. So, from players sold and my original budget of £100 million, we've got a new budget of... £199.45 million pounds, that is a war chest and a half for Newcastle. Um, So you've seen the players that we've binned, let's run through the players that I've kept. So this is my new squad with all of the new additions in it. First up, I said we wanted a solid goalkeeper in there, we let go of Woodman and we brought in Nick Pope from Burnley. Wanted someone with Premier League experience, and he is 29 now. I'm sure there's younger, cheaper goalkeepers out there around Europe, but I think getting a solid and reliable keeper is crucial. It would be a nightmare building this new team for just under 200 million, and having a goalkeeper who's untested in the Premier League, chucking them in. uh, Much like Kepa at Chelsea, you know, something like that. So he'd go straight in set up quickly. We spent 13.5 million on him. I wouldn't have minded if he was 10. That would have felt better, but I thought we would go, we'll go with uh, Pope, so he's our solid starting goalkeeper, and we've kept Darlow second choice, Gillespie third choice, and the youngster Turner can be fourth choice, or we can bin him as well, whatever, I'll loan him out again. Left back, and we kept Jamal Lewis, um, and he's probably going to have to fight out the starting spot for our new signing, Remy Bencibaini from Gladback. hopefully I've pronounced his name wrong. A um, solid player. I've watched him quite a lot. He's played at least twenty six league games across the Bundesliga and League One for the last six years. He's twenty six as well. Um, so he's now a very, very solid player, consistent player as well. He's contributed to seventeen goals and assists over the last two years. So also gets he chips in going forward as well. But he's played at centre back a lot as well. So he uh, he gives you good options. You could play probably in a two, definitely left centre back in a three, left back probably even left wing back. So, um. I think he's a great addition. He is nineteen point eight million though. It's a lot of money, um, and I know it will stifle Lewis's uh, development at Newcastle. But is he, you know, a European quality player? I'm not sure. Ben Sabahini's played in the Champions League. He's played in Europa League. So I'm happy with the left back options we've got there. Um, we'll move across to right back now. And we spent a bit more money here. We've had to bring in two players after we sold Krath and Mankiel. Um, Second choice, I'll give you that first, is a player from my club, Rangers, Nathan Patterson. Now, I think this guy has got an absolutely huge future, and obviously I don't want him to leave Rangers, um, selfishly, but he is an amazing signing for the future, and he was only £1.17 on transfer marks, somehow. Um, Gerard the Rangers manager, laughed off a £5 price tag when Liverpool and Everton were interested, so um, I think if someone actually wanted to buy him, if Newcastle actually wanted to buy him, he'd cost you know, 15 million, 10 million at least. Uh, he's played brilliantly in Europe for Rangers and the SPL. He's done really well. He even did well for Scotland at the Euros. Um, he probably needs to get a bit better physically uh, in terms of coping with the, the Premier League, but I think he'd be good on the fringes and have a brilliant, brilliant future. Our uh, starting right back, it's a bit of a risk here, but I'm quite confident with him. It's Joachim Mela from Atalanta. Uh, Danish guy, he's a big strong boy um, and he's strong, he's quick, he's got some uh, good physical attributes so I think he'd be perfectly suited to the Prem. He didn't actually play that much last season, he was a bit bit part player but in and out. But He's um, now starting for Atlanta first choice on the right hand side and he was brilliant for Denmark at the Euros as well, I loved watching him. He's 24 years of age and 17.1 million. It's a lot of money we spend on fullbacks, what's it's at about 35 million. Um, again with Pope, I'd feel better if he was maybe five million cheaper. But I do like him, and I'm pretty happy with him in there, um, and at a really good age. Um, I think he'd be pretty solid at right back, right wing back, you know, right midfield type of thing. So also gives options if you were to switch to, um, switch to three or five at the back. Now moving on to centre backs, I heard Jamie Carragher talking about Newcastle signing James Kartoski as a solid player who would help him stay up. I don't disagree with him but I think it would be easy to go with him after he said that. Um, so we're going to change, uh, so we're going to disagree with Carragh on that one and we've already raided Burnley for Pope so we'll avoid him. Although we are raiding Gladbach again and we've gone with 27 year old centre back Matthias Ginter for our biggest fee so far of 24.3 million. Um, I really really like Ginter, um, he's a good age at 27, sign a 5 year contract you're going to get him in his prime for 5 years. He's an and in the Germany squad, maybe not first choice for them, but that shows that he's at a solid level. Um, he's a defence first centre-back, which I think is important for Newcastle, short-term man moving forward, but he can play the ball as well. Um, yeah, I think solid signing. It is a lot of money, but Newcastle have got the money, let's be honest. Um, Jamal De Salles as well, he's a captain, but is he good enough to play consistently for a team in the top half? I'm thinking I'm going to drop him to third-choice centre-back but the guy I'm replacing him with wouldn't play every match, so he would still get some game time. And the man that I'm replacing him with is another Danish man, actually, Simon Kier. Um, in my opinion, Kier and Matthias Ginter as a centre-back to you're not getting relegated with that defensive pair. I think it would be incredibly solid. Now, he is 32 years old, and I have paid £9 million for him, which is far too much. It is far too much. But £9 million, I think he guarantees you survival this season and that is far more money than than nine million and he's probably still good for a couple of years he is playing at a high level for Milan Um, and yes he would take game time off LaSalle's but I think LaSalle's being around players like that in training it would make him a better player so I'm pretty confident with my three centre backs there I think you can chop and change between them and it'll be pretty solid now my final choice centre back fourth choice is totally out the blue and uh, it's probably my most rogue choice of the lot. We've already got one player from the SPL and I've gone with another, we've gone with John Suter from Hearts. Um, now he is 25 years old and I was struggling for cash at the end I'll be honest, he's only 720 grand. However, I think he's been really unfortunate with injuries and I genuinely believe if he hadn't had so many injuries he would already be playing in the Premier League anyway. He's uh, out of contract at the end of the year so you'd probably get him on a free anyway. Um. And if he stays fit at that price tag, I really think it's a no-brainer to bring him in. Um, he's an all-round player. He can defend. He can play it with the ball. He's probably the best centre-back in Scottish Premier League with the ball at his feet, in my opinion. And seven hundred and twenty grand for a player with his potential. I know he's 25, but um, he's probably two years stifled in his development with injuries. I think it's such a solid signing. And um, at that price, I think you could settle him on pretty comfortably if he didn't meet that level. So that's my four backs pretty pleased with him. John is probably a rogue one, but uh, we'll see. I think he'll get in the move in the summer, and I think he'll prove me right somewhere. Now, we'll move on to our centre mids, and there's a lot of money flying around here, and maybe I've been slightly unrealistic with these, but there's reasons behind them. So, our first centre mid, I have gone with Donny Van de Beek, and I think maybe you couldn't get this one permanent, but I definitely think you could get him on loan with the promise of game time and a better squad. Um, he can do a bit of everything, play in two or three midfield roles. He could probably sit, certainly play as a dual midfielder, Plays a an advanced eight, possibly even number 10. Uh, he's 24 years old and he's £22.5 million, which I didn't think was too bad. It's probably because he'd been sitting on the bench for about a year. Or so I think he'd, I mean, he'd be an amazing fit for Newcastle. I think the fans would love him high energy, box to box. Um, and at that age in profit, if he has a couple of good seasons and bigger clubs are coming in, you can sell him for... A, for a good profit as well, so maybe slightly unrealistic, but we never know. Partnering him, probably, um, is the second most expensive player in the team, or possibly, the no, the most expensive player in the team. We've got Aurelian Chaumeni. I've probably said his name wrong, and I might be overstretching on this one, as a lot of top teams will be interested in him. Monaco, centre mids, um, he is only 21, But I think he could still come straight into Newcastle's first team and perform. He's been doing it for Monaco. He's already got five caps for France now. He's in brilliant form. And similar to Donny van de Beek, he's easily a player that could be worth 80 million in two seasons. Get in quick, Newcastle. Get in quick. Get this man signed. And also in centre-mid, we've kept Joe Willett, great option. He was brilliant for them last season. Um, And the Longstaff brothers. Now it's maybe... You may be missing an out-and-out holding midfielder there but I think there's enough quality in the midfield to do very very well. We'll move on to wingers and of course we kept Saint maximin what a player, he's the man of the moment in Newcastle now and he over all the other players will probably be most happy with the news about the takeover. He genuinely looks like a player who could comfortably play for a European side so um, he's certainly staying in. Almiron stays in as well, whether you play him wide, centrally I think he's a really good option. And actually, another Danish player we've signed. Is that three? I think that's three. We've raided the Denmark team that did so well at the Euros. We've got Yusuf Poulsen. Now, he might be more of a striker, but he can definitely do a job on the wing as well, and I think that's suited to, to, to the Premier League. He's tall, quick, strong, and 27 years old. He's in his prime. Um, He's 18.9 million, which I don't think is too bad. I'm pretty happy with that price. 35 goals for Leipzig over the last two years. So he's not too prolific, but he's definitely a goal threat as well. Uh, I think getting those big players in the box for Newcastle is something that you think of the years of old, you know, Shearer, Ferguson, so whether this guy starts on the wing and comes inside or goes through the middle, I think he'd be an amazing signing for them. And the last one of raided Rangers again, I've gone with Ryan Kent. I think he's slightly similar to Saint Maximin, obviously not at that level, but he's one of those players where when the ball goes to his feet, you expect something to happen. He's not in the best of form. He struggles with inconsistently inconsistency and he maybe has done that for a couple of years. He's definitely got areas to improve on. But maybe, you can argue, in Scotland, he's not being challenged enough. Maybe. He's also not playing great, to be honest. But anyway, huge potential for the price of £12.6 million, And I think he's a player that, if Sant Maximan is missing, I think you could look to Kent to create. And I think the the potential of Kent on one wing, sat Maximum, and the other would would be a nightmare for defenders. So, really happy with that one, although I don't want Rangers to sell. In terms of strikers, though, I've gone big on one, and it's probably not the big name signing that Newcastle fans will be hoping for. I don't think throughout the whole team we've had you know that big signing, who's going to be selling shirts, you know, that name on the back. I don't think we've maybe missed a trick on that, however... We are slightly hamstrung by budget. It would be interesting to see Newcastle are as well. But our main striker is Ivan Toney from Brentford. Now, in the last two seasons, he's got over 60 goals, although that was in the Championship. But he has settled settled into life pretty quickly in the Premier League. Quick, strong, tall, all-round really good. Um, I think you could play loads of different um, tactical styles with him, whether it be counter-attack, pressing from the front. Um, He's great at holding the ball up. Um, so I think he'd be a fantastic signing, and he's actually played at Newcastle for the two years between twenty eight, uh, fifteen and twenty eighteen. So he should know the club. I think he only made a couple of appearances, but yeah, I think that would be a fantastic signing, and I think he would have every chance of being the best number nine since Alan Shearer. Um, twenty five years old, absolutely in his prime, and his uh, ages on his side, and twenty eight point eight million. I'm, uh. You know, I was. I'll be honest. I was toying with. Immobile who is thirty-five million roughly. Thirty-one years old, and I was you know, I was thinking, what would, would there be much in between them? Would Immobili sell more shirts? I'm not so sure if he would. I was tempted by them both, but Ivan Tony, I think he could be fantastic for them. So I have gone Ivan Tony and we've kept Callum Wilson as well. Um as we said, I think having the two of them as options up front, as well as Yusuf Polson. Um, Balls in the box, you know, you've got attacking fullbacks, you've got brilliant wingers, you've got creative centre-mids. I think this team has goals. Now, I'll be honest, I am about 500k over budget, but I think the Saudis have enough money that we can call that even. You can sweep that under the cashmere carpet, I think. Um. Now, it'd be really interesting to see what actually happens. I could be totally wrong, and in terms of financial fair play, they can't spend anywhere near that amount that I've suggested there. You know, there was reports it would only be 50 million. Very difficult for them to turn Newcastle into a top team with fifty million when so many other teams spend that so consistently. However, they could find rules around financial fair play um, and spend far more. Who knows? It'd be so interesting to see. Let me know what you think of the team that I've just made in the comments or on our Instagram page at Injury Time Podcast. Hopefully, you agree with some. If you don't, I really want to know. See what you guys think. Uh, thanks again for listening. Just a bit of a, a shorter episode this week, and we'll be back to normal for more episodes later in the week.